Arizona State. Right. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis. And Arizona Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Vereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. We had a bye week, guys, and it's time now to get back to business. Arizona State taking on a very easy opponent, right, guys? Like, it's it's not that hard to play number five Washington in Seattle after they just came off the biggest victory in, uh, like, a decade for their team, You're right? burying the lead, Jeremy, once again. How could you? What did I do? What happened? Washington is not going to be an easy opponent. How dare you try to undersell them to this audience? I felt like my sarcasm was was very potent there. I, I got it. You have to be heftier it? with your sarcasm, Jeremy. Heftier, I Heftier? Say. Okay. Well, it's, 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 it could be a fun game, but it could be not so fun because Washington is very good. Again, number five in the country. I think they should be ranked first in the country. If I were, if I were ranking teams right now, they would be my number one team in the country. Until Georgia loses. No, I, I, I stop with this whole... I, I, we're going to go off on a tangent they, here. They, they've, stop with this whole, they won last year, so we're going to put them at number one. They yeah. have not been impressive this year. Well, you know who has? Washington. They, <laughs> They've won all their games. So is Washington. Okay, but like, they they don't have the same team as last year. Let's let's rank on based on what we've seen this year, and if we're or, ranking on what we've seen this year, or the number three okay. total offense, number one in yards per play in the nation, and that's all due to Michael Penix Jr., their quarterback. Not not all due, not all due, but a lot to do, a lot to do. I, I'll get into some of the tape. Okay, that I watch. I will admit. I'll admit too, like probably the game against Oregon was Penix's and this isn't doing him justice because he's been a Heisman candidate all year long and he's been awesome, but that was his worst game, and that's you know, putting it harshly because worse is a is a denomination of how much he helped them get back into that game and led that game winning drive late in the game. But it it wasn't his best performance, and that should be justified by the fact that Oregon is another top 10 team. Uh, I can't recall if they stayed in the top 10 after that loss, but that was by far Penix's worst performance. But it makes sense because Oregon is just as at the level as Washington is. So this feels like an opportunity where Penix will once again prove that, and I'm seeing it right now on the notes, that he's the Heisman front runner yeah. right now. He's yeah. going to get back to that form against ASU. Yeah, and I won't say that he played like terribly in that game like he had over 300 yards I believe he had three or four touchdowns in that one so it, it was just the completion percentage was a little bit down that's about the only thing that was different from him but I would say with that with that game despite the numbers being a little bit less than usual he kind of moved into the Heisman front runner position with the win and with what happened in some of the other games with Heisman candidates like you know Caleb Williams losing right. to Notre Dame, so um, yeah. I mean, he, watching him, he's just—he's really good. Uh, but he's helped out definitely by his wide receivers; they're really good as well. Um, but he just throws a an unbelievable ball. It is just great, and some of those touchdowns that he threw on Saturday were just right on the money, exactly what you want. Um, Kenny Dillingham talked about how he can look one way and throw the other way, which is yeah. insane. 
Um, so you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL do that, but not it, not specifically in college. No, I don't. I don't recall seeing a quarterback in college that can do that. And well, Tua did it in college. I, I remember seeing. I remember breaking down his tape because I'm a weirdo and like to watch college football tape and and you know break down the draft. And I remember seeing Tua be able to break down a defense and look one way and throw the other. Yeah, but again, but I haven't seen that since him. Again, though, like. Tua's considered one of the most accurate quarterbacks we've ever seen. Like, this is not some something that you see all the time. So, he's really good. Um, it's going to be really hard to stop him. I will say, though, that again, the last team to do so was ASU. And we'll see if, we'll see if they can do that again. Because um, Washington hasn't lost since that game in Tempe last year. Mitch, I, I will say though, twenty touchdowns in six games is just outrageous. Like that's just insane. Oh, it's an it's an absurd rate, but <laughs> he's also got the fantastic weapons and options to help him utilize his greatest strength. I mean, we're talking about how quickly he can get the ball from one spot to another. We see that a lot. And sometimes it's to detriment. I know the the interception he threw last week, the, I think the receiver slipped on the route. And as a result, you, you know, you over anticipate the pass. And if the receiver's not there, well, what are you supposed to do? You kind of get dinged for that, but his accuracy and his timing has just been what's been able to carry him and what's been able to carry Washington so far this year. And we talk about it a lot. If we want to quickly look at how to slow down Penix, we've, We've applauded ASU's defensive backs a lot this year, and I I don't know if they've necessarily been able to back up all the praise that we've been giving them through the first six weeks of the season. I don't know if you feel differently, Jesse, but I love that defensive back room, but they haven't necessarily backed up all the praise that we're giving them 100%. No, it's been the defensive line in the pass rush that has really stood out to me, which was not what I was expecting. I expected them to be better than last year. Um, but yeah, the pass rush is what's really been, um, what has been the best thing for ASU's defense. I think it goes pass rush, defensive backs, linebackers, or maybe vice versa there. I don't think that defensive tackles is way down there. And then like, (laughs) and then stopping the run (laughs) is like way down there. So, um, they need to do a better job stopping the run, obviously, but. As far as getting to the quarterback, they're doing a great job of that. So maybe you can pressure uh, Penix. He's not a guy that's going to run a lot. Um, So I think that that could be a key for ASU to stop him. Um, But I just don't know if there's any stopping him. I I think this is the best quarterback they're going to face this year, which is crazy because they've already faced Shadur Sanders, already faced Caleb Williams, they're going to face Bo Nix. This guy, I think, is the best that they're going to face. Um, again, apologies for my overrated comment earlier this year that just goes off the single performance against ASU last year where he did not impress me. Um, this year, it's been completely different. And he, he, I think he's taken his game to a, an even higher level where you're like NFL qu- quarterback versus like really good college quarterback this season yeah he's played himself into the top 10 of the draft coming up this year oh yeah um, yeah moving on from Penix, and I, we can spend an entire show talking about him but he you, you touched on it a little bit jesse when it comes to his receiving core uh a duns has 40 catches odunze. odunze rome odunze 
great name. Uh, 40 receptions, 736 <laughs> yards, and six touchdowns. And then Jalen Polk has 32 receptions, 586 yards, and five touchdowns. Those two guys are really helping out Penix, but, you know, obviously he gets the ball to them and lets them do their thing. Um, so they're both averaging over 18 yards per reception, Jesse. Yeah, you don't see that a lot either with two guys averaging over 18 yards per reception. That's like what Deshaun Jackson would do every year in the NFL. <laughs> Um, and I don't think these guys are just burners like they're, they can also, again, 40 catches in six games is over six catches a game, 32 in six games is a good number as well. So it's not like they're out here doing the Deshaun Jackson, which is like three catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got really really good wide receivers and that that's not even they have another wide receiver um his name is slipping from my head right now but he is uh he's out currently um he might he it's his status is really in doubt for this week um but he was their leading receiver last season so he's just been banged up this year so they have weapons all over the place they have a good running game dylan johnson 61 uh, carries 340 yards, five touchdowns, 5.6 yards per attempt. I saw him having a lot of success outside, runs to the outside um, against Oregon last week. So he's going to be a difficult task for ASU because, again, they can't stop the run. This game's going to be so hard for ASU to, to win, and I, I don't see it being a good game for them. And I don't see – like this is the one that I know we've we've made predictions against – Colorado and USC where it's like they're going to be blown out this game if they are not if ASU is not blown out then I will be so shocked uh then you go to the running game Mitch and Dylan Johnson 61 attempts 340 yards and five touchdowns 5.6 yards per attempt and ASU again does not stop the run very well I mean, you would think that you would want to key in on stopping the run, but obviously ASU is going to have their hands full with Penix and those two receivers. So how do you stop this three-headed monster or almost four-headed monster, I would say? Am I allowed to just laugh and presume that it's it's going to be a challenge anyway? I mean, I don't I don't want to keep being pessimistic about the Sun Devils, but I think we're all realistic at this point that none nothing about this season has gone how we expected or wanted it to go for ASU. And the road to the finish line is just going to continue to be filled with a bunch of twists and turns and jagged spikes all over the concrete that's got a bunch of cracks through it and it's <laughs> tattered and torn and it's like go- it's going into a rundown town in the middle of a random western city halfway down the road like it's it, it's going to be a struggle period and we saw it most evident against cal and usc when marshawn lloyd of sc just ran I think he got close to 150 or got over 150 yards on the ground himself. Jaden Ott close to it the same. Look, if they, if they can't do it for multiple weeks in a row, yes, now they've had the bye for the rest, but I just envision a scenario where Washington is going to be able to establish the run and it's going to be something that they can rely on heavily. And maybe as a result, Penix won't even have to do much in this game. 
by the time that it gets well out of reach. Here are the positives for me for ASU. Washington's 87th in total defense in the nation. Not very good. That's a mid middle of the pack. Yeah, lower middle of the pack, though. Um, and then ASU, again, was the last team to beat the Huskies. And Trenton Borgay probably had his best game as a Sun Devil against Washington, coming in in relief for Emory Jones last year, uh, leading them to that win. Um, Kenny Dillingham, I asked him actually on Monday at the press conference about like if he's leaning on Coach Aguano or any of the players from last year that were in that game. He didn't really answer my question. What he basically said is like the pick six by Jordan Clark in the first half of that game last year, like they're going to need something like that. Like to to be able to win this game, they're going to need some sort of big play like that in order to even like, like he said that was the key to the game. Like That's what he referenced as the key to the game. So if that can happen, then maybe this is more of a game. Um, again, the defense that Washington has doesn't really wow me. ASU's getting some reinforcements back this week. Um, so establish the run. They're getting some reinforcements back, and then I saw they're also potentially down another two offensive linemen. So to come in and then to go out, it's it's never ending with this team, unfortunately. Establish the run, run the clock, keep the ball away from Penix in that offense. I'm just not you sure. A chance, I'm, I'm but... just not sure they can establish the run. Hopefully, DeCarlos Brooks, if he's back, that will lead to them establishing the run because. I thought that he might have been the better ball carrier than Cam Scadaboo. Cam Scadaboo is the better weapon, but as far as just running the football, I kind of liked what DeCarlos Brooks was bringing out there. So hopefully having him back can allow them to establish the run more. Dillingham also talked about how like they haven't had very many big runs this year, which they, they need to have those. They need to have explosive runs to be able to you know, win the uh some of these games and yeah it's it's gonna be tough though it's gonna be tough there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it like listen i wouldn't mind four and a half yards five yards at a time like four and a half yards five yards at a time like I that's would, i wouldn't mind that that's i great I, I, like i th- that's what i'm saying this week that's what you're going to need to beat this washington team you need to keep possession of the ball get first downs on the ground and keep the ball out of this offense's hands. That's the only way they I, can win. I agree. I agree. And get a turnover that is a big turnover, or two, or three. They're going to need that. Yeah, they got to first force for, some turnovers. For, you know, they have a great pass rush, maybe a strip sack, something like that. All right, let's take a look around ASU athletics real quick. Mitch and Jesse, Arizona State Volleyball, 18-2. and two. They've moved up to number 17 in the nation after let's go. a huge win over number 5 Oregon. Jesse, uh, you told us. I, I think you actually just told me Mitch wasn't in during uh, in during this podcast. Maybe uh, no, it was actually both of us. Anyway, you told us when you went to see the volleyball team play at Mullet Arena that you thought it was legit. I think we're starting yeah, to see that this win over Oregon showed that this team is good. It's going to go far. It, you know, pro, this is probably an NCAA tournament team. Uh, again, 18 and 2, and now they're stacking the wins that they need to. Um, we'll, we'll get into more into this, but like 
outside of football right now, really, really strong uh, fall sports going on for ASU. Yeah. Um, ASU hockey. Oh, I'll say this. They beat Oregon in straight sets, number one. And number two, they're at Utah on Friday at 5 p.m. and at Colorado on Sunday at 11 a.m. Make sure to tune in. Probably will be on Pac-12. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's either on Pac-12 or on like one ESPN of those Plus streams. or something like that. One of those streams. Yeah. yeah. Um, ASU hockey uh, ranked 18th in the country after two wins over a Merrimack. Two very very exciting wins too. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jeff Munn on the call. Um, did a great job. Uh, and I mean, they look pretty good. I, I they have uh, some returners from last year, including Sempton Felter, who is their goalkeeper from last year, goaltender, I should say. But uh, you not know, soccer, Jeremy. That's next. Yeah, but uh, some some transfers and, and some freshmen that I, I think are guys that were freshmen last year and now are sophomores that are starting to figure out how to play hockey, Mitch. <laughs> and we we know this program has basically been built from the ground up once they brought in Greg Powers all those years ago, and this this has been a strong developing team, and it's been filled with notable names like i think back to joey dacord who's now i believe with seattle he made the, the roster level. correct made the roster of course of course a lot of people recognize the name doan when josh was the captain of the team last year and now he's developing with the arizona coyotes like this is a program that could really see some great nhl or some future nhl i should say talent developing in its pipeline so i'm really excited to see what greg powers can do with the program this year and as i've said why would you want to play for minnesota duluth if you can play <laughs> for arizona state in That's a all. brand new arena right old arena and it's i mean it's, it's cold inside it's 70 degrees in the winter it'll be a hundred degrees today i think yeah oh my goodness boy. yeah um Northern Michigan at Mullet Arena on Friday and Saturday. Those both those games are both at 7 p.m. Now ASU soccer looking pretty good as well. Nine two and four two and zero. Oh, uh, they had two nothing win two nil win a two nil win against uh, Oregon. Good job, Jeremy. Last week um, on Friday, and now they have USC on Thursday. So that's tomorrow at 7 p.m. And then that that's number eleven in the country, USC, and then number two UCLA. Sunday at home. Make sure to go out and support these ladies. They're doing a fantastic job this year. Huge and weekend, too. Two top 15 teams in yeah. town at Sun Devil Soccer Complex. Make sure to head out and go support these ladies because they're they're playing really well this year. Men's swimming and diving. They're number one in the nation right now, 3-0. Huge meets against uh, number four NC State on Friday and Saturday at home. Again, go support these swimmers. They're really good. And divers, they're really good. Yeah, they have <laughs> Olympic talent on these teams, Olympic coaching staff. Um, like, still helping out? I don't think so. Apparently, he was supporting USC at the ASU USC football game. That was weird. Yeah, um, dagger in the heart by Phelps. There. Yeah, I know. He was. I thought he was a big ASU guy. I don't know. But anyway, like, yeah. like the, the men's swimming and diving team is really good, and then the women's team is also really good. They're number 21 in the country, and uh, they have uh, the same uh, meet against NC State on Friday and Saturday in Tempe. Also, triathlon finished first out of fifth in NC in the NCAA West qualifiers on Saturday. 
So that's really good. Like literally everything but football right now is doing fantastic. And basketball. But hey, transfer. We haven't we haven't gotten <laughs> to those seasons yet. So yeah. possible uh scorer coming in, which I've been clamoring for all off season. So let's see if if they bring in a scorer, who knows? Anyway, football game predictions. Mitch, real quick, what do you got? Golly gee. Um, this is going to be in Washington, which Seattle, the, uh, the one big city crowd in the country that like seemingly is amazing. Maybe one of my favorite college football venues in terms of what it has to offer. I mean, you can park your boat by the stadium. I know none of us can afford a boat, but that's still so cool. It's a boat, um, Colin. Yeah, I don't know if anybody gets that. Um, if, if you watch Saturday Night Live, you will get that. Forty-five, seventeen, Washington. Forty-five, seventeen. I'm going to be very close to that. Forty-nine, fourteen. We we got to get going. I think ASU is going to lose this game. Uh, Forty-two to seventeen. I think they put up some points though. So we have like the but same Kyler Murray. Score. Guess what? Kyler Murray opened up the practice window for him. So oh, we got to go do some stuff. Wow. Yeah. That Baker too. It is a big day for Cardinals. People. Wow. That's okay. going to do yep. it for this got, edition. Got to go to my other, other part of my job. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. For Mitch Reldis and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you on Saturday.